Carol. Hi, Marge. <laughs> Happy International uh, Coffee Day. Is it International Coffee Day? Oh, you know, I saw that online. Someone posted about that shit. So I'm actually having coffee today in honor of it. Yeah, what are you allowed? Like a glass or something a day or something, some shit like that? I actually get a good amount. Um, I'm allowed 200 milligrams of caffeine a day. Um, That's like but, three cups of coffee. Yeah, but my doctor said to space it out. Um, so, like, like, not all in a row. <laughs> right. So, like, I'll have, I actually haven't been having coffee, which is out of character for me. Um, so, you've been extra tired, is what you're saying. I've been having tea. Um, but heartburn life, so coffee is sometimes not the best solution. I feel that. I feel that on a spiritual level. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, another Bills victory week. Oh my God! It's uh, <laughs> speaking it's of crazy. Heartburn. It's it's honestly fucking wild to me that like we legitimately have. I mean, ever since we can remember, I mean, we were very young when the Bills were legitimately good yeah um so pretty much our whole entire existence the bills have been trash uh that we can remember from like i don't know the last 20 years the right. bills have been just trash even like, the last couple of years like we were we were okay but it wasn't anything like good like right. we were getting national recognition like we all knew alan had maybe potential uh, but we were just a couple players away from being like legitimately good. And I think, uh, I think we finally hit that mark. I think we are yeah. finally legitimately good. Um, I think a lot, you know, some new developments that actually happened today, but it's something I'll bring up. Uh, but I think losing Jordan Phillips and Star Latulia in the, in the middle has really hurt that huge presence. I mean, I'm going to get my numbers maybe slightly wrong here, but, I think Harrison Phillips and Quentin Jefferson and Ed Oliver all average like 300 pounds, maybe, may, just barely 300 pounds. Star Latulier and Jordan Phillips were like 330, 340 in the middle. Like Star was a big they, dude. I would see him, he would go to the Grange a lot in Hamburg and so yeah. with his daughter. So I'd always see him there and he is a massive human. Um, he's big i mean he's i mean jordan and myself are big dudes and like he puts us to shame like yeah. he is a he is a large fucking man and uh you know you're missing that huge presence i mean that's like 30 to 50 pounds a man that you are legitimately missing in the middle there and, and you know not to mention that jordan phillips and um uh, star i think got like 13 sacks last year something like that so you're just missing that presence in the middle, and I think it's really feeling it. But the reason Star isn't playing is due to COVID, not because yeah. of leaving the team, which brings me to my next point. Did you see the news today? Oh, gosh, what? There was an outbreak uh, with the Pack or not Packers, Titans and Vikings, um, that I think it was three players and two or three personnel from the Titans got COVID. Really? Um, and I think three personnel and one player from the Vikings. I might have got the Vikings one wrong. But I definitely am 100% on the Titans. Uh, so they are not practicing until further notice. Someone so, did not quarantine like they were supposed to. Uh, clearly, because if everyone tested negative going into the game on Sunday and then Monday or Tuesday rolls around and you're testing positive, clearly something didn't add up there. So 
Um, which brings me, you know, it brings us to a good topic to talk about of, you know, like, uh, the potential of a lot of things going backwards or, or, you know, what is the point of shutting down? I mean, here in New York, things are still okay. Things aren't great. Um, but you know, at what point do we have to start going into panic mode? I guess that's a good like discussion point. I think people are definitely getting comfortable with our numbers being low. So it's having them let their guard down a little bit. Uh, Absolutely. But I think that what's happening is now they're like, okay, it's fine. Like New York's everything in New York is good. Like, so they're not, you know, being as cautious as before, like washing their hands all the time, keeping their distance. Like, especially with football season starting, I'm seeing a lot of people like going to giant, viewing parties and like sitting on top of one another and it's like okay well there's still a pandemic going on like you still have to be smart people are really letting their guard down and it's uh you know as business owners it is extremely frustrating because we are uh, not only business owners but also gym owners uh you know, although props to gym people, like not just our gyms, but just in general, it seems as though we are not the demographic they're after anymore, no. which is because uh, I think people which are is a, behaving in the gym. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, there's a couple weenies out there. Um, you know, the, I think every every gym has at least one or two weenies that you know don't follow their part a hundred percent. You know, whether it's you know letting the nose hang out a little bit or whatever. I know I have. Out of every single fucking person that comes to this gym, I probably only have one weenie that I consistently have to remind. Only one person out of everyone. Uh, You know, not many people I have to remind. And his name is not Menowa. His name is (laughs) Menowa. Menowa's behaving. (laughs) I mean, you know, honestly, not that I think he takes COVID seriously, but at least he takes my respect uh seriously which is good so you know i understand it's a fucking headache we all understand it's a fucking headache do i want to fucking keep reminding everyone to do this shit no not any business owner doesn't want to keep reminding you to do this shit right so but you know it's like at what point does the nfl shut shit down like what at what point you know is it enough for them to be like you know what we can't take this anymore you know like at what point can it team not play a game due to like not being able to feel the team you know like is that the point that the nfl just says shut it down right you know like what what are what do we think that they're waiting for i don't know man i i I think it's bigger than like the nfl can spider web out and have an effect on other people like you look at the coaches and they've all got families and then those families have kids and those kids are going back to school and now you've got other kids and teachers and they're going home and taking it. And it's just going to bring us right back to where we started. Yeah. So I think, I think that NFL will have to take a step back and look at, okay, how did this happen? How can we prevent it from happening everywhere else? Like, you know, do they find people? Like I was thrilled to see that Pete Carroll got fined because we were watching that Seattle game and I was yelling at the TV. I'm like, he's not wearing his mask. Same. Like I had, uh, I felt the same way about John Gruden with Las Vegas. I mean, he was, he was just blatant. Him and Sean Payton were just blatantly not wearing it. Like they just didn't give a fuck. 
about what they were doing. I mean, the fact that Bill Belichick is actually fucking wearing it. I mean, it's a weird way of wearing it, but at least he's not getting fined. This looks like a little, like, beak that a kid would wear in a school play. <laughs> hey, whatever whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes to just not get fined. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just – but, again, it just speaks volumes to, like, you know – this shit ain't going away. Like, it's just not like, and it's just like, suck it the fuck up and like deal with this shit. Like, it's just do what you have to do. And I don't, I don't understand. Like, you know, call me a sheep, whatever you want to fucking call me. I don't give a shit, but like, it's, it's just annoying that people can't follow the rules. Do I fucking want to wear a mask 16 hours a fucking day? No, I don't. I don't want to fucking wear a mask 16 hours. You want to close for six more months? No. No. Like, it's just annoying. Like, it's just, it's one of those things that is, like, extremely annoying, especially at, like, you know, you go into businesses, they're not even wearing it, they're not enforcing it. And it's like, I understand that, like, maybe the population that comes into our facilities or goes into the restaurants that we usually go into, like, um, you know, some of the um, meal prep places or some of those, you know, the local restaurants that we like to go in. I understand that the people in there typically aren't going to be high risk individuals. I get that. But at the end of the day, like, it's not about that. Like, it's not about you. This isn't a fucking personal attack on anyone. This is just get it over with let it fucking be over and then go back to fucking normal. Like it's just annoying. Yep. I agree. It's annoying that like we have to keep consistently having Andrew fucking Cuomo go on Twitter on a live press conference to talk about, Hey everyone keep doing your job that you were supposed to do since fucking March. Like, like how, how ridiculous is it that we still are in what, Almost October, literally almost like what April, to, March to April, April to May, May to June, June to July, July to August, August, September, September, October. We are almost seven fucking months into this, and he is still same. having the same conversation. I think it's funny. I count my months the same way you do, and people always make fun of me. I like do it as like start to end. It's- yeah. It's like, I can't count. Like, I need to count it on my fingers. I need to, like, wrap <laughs> <keep> it up. It's <laughs> hard. I get it. It really is. It really is. How, yeah. um, how's everything been at the gym for you? Good. Good. We actually just got, um, a huge delivery yesterday. Um, we ordered three more racks. Um, just so that right now we're, we only have four stations operating for performance, but we want to have six because we're just filling up every time. Um, and we're still able to space people out. So, um, Jeff is putting together those and then we got Kyle his own for his like private session side. Um, and then we're just in the process of finalizing, uh, hire for the team training programs. So we've narrowed it down to three candidates. Um, we did our zoom interviews last week and now we're bringing them in for tour the facility and talking about, Shut up. I see you laughing. <laughs> we won't ask I, won't, I won't ask the question. I won't ask the question. Don't. Um, but we've given <laughs> it down to three people that um, any of them would be great. So, so it's just a, a matter of picking who. Do I know any of them? Uh, I don't think so. You might know the one guy. Um, 
because he actually did some of his internship with Steve and he helped out at Mustache Mayhem. Um, oh, might have. Actually, if it's the same guy I'm thinking of, I might have referred him to you first and then he took an internship with Steve. Well, AP. his internship was with AP, but the part yeah, of the yeah. is yeah. the convention. I remember, yeah, he might be the same guy. Okay, we can talk about it after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, that's fun. Uh, need a, need another full-time person or are you looking at part-time? Um, it, either or. We, we would like to develop it into a full-time position. Ultimately, I think it just depends on the hire um, and their schedule. You know, if they have yeah. going on. Um, but Kyle's just so overwhelmed with basketball that there's no way he can do that in team training. So it just we need someone to take that off his plate. So yeah. It'll be it'll be good to have a new addition. It's the first time we've hired outside of our like internal staff. Yeah, it's the first time it's not an intern that. Uh, or like someone that you knew as a referral to uh, to take on a job. Yeah. So it was kind of – it was a whole new world going on Indeed and getting everything put together. and A whole new world. I knew that's where you were taking that. Isn't it – was that Aladdin? Yes. A whole new world. Wow, I almost guessed totally the wrong movie, but – Never mind. I'm pretty sure it's Aladdin, right? It's, what it's Aladdin. Right, what movie were you going to get? I'm not going to tell you because I... It's I need to know because I need to know what movie you were thinking of. No, it's embarrassing. So we'll just... We'll move on from... The from Little Mermaid? Yes! Because <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm like, all right... Ocean to land. Like, that's probably what she's I thinking was, is... Oh, I no! Thinking, <laughs> I was thinking part of your world, which is Little Mermaid... I know. Carly, it's been a lot the past few days. My cats are freaking wrestling behind me. Like, there's a lot going on. So leave me alone. Brandon, if I you go, Brandon. Ego, my prego. Yeah, pre prego brain is a real, real thing. That's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, today's episode is... If you haven't figured out by the 20 minutes of banter or however long we've been just shooting the shit, um, today's episode is going to be more of an intro episode to our new series um, because we're going to bring on some more people because it seems like you guys like when it's not just the two of us, <laughs> which I don't True. know if you're be excited or offended, but it's fine. Um, I'm going to say offended and it's okay. That's fine. I get it. I wouldn't want to hear yeah. me talk the whole time anyways. Me either. By the way, my mom started listening to our podcast. You said that a couple episodes ago. And but she keeps telling me every time she listens to one. Oh, that's funny. And, and she like, Carly, what I didn't know these things about you. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, you didn't ask. Yeah. You could know if you asked the question. Yep. Oh mother. Yeah, no, she <laughs> she really appreciates the the she she feels like it's a part of my life that she can connect with okay. in, in a different way. So it was it was kind of nice. Good. My sister also just got engaged, which was I a good thing. I saw that. Congratulations to Naomi and Ryan. 
Yes, yes, they're extremely happy. They, uh, I just got asked to be to be the pseudo father, so I'm gonna walk walk my sister down the aisle. Yes, I saw that, and I got a little teary eyed. I thought that was sweet. Same. Oh, I ate at this uh, Burmese place, which was we went to uh, Lime House. Have you ever yep. heard of that? Yep. Yeah, it was super fucking good. Yeah, I've heard that place is good. I've never tried it, but. It was also my first introduction to Burmese coffee, and it was incredible. It was better than Thai coffee and better than Turkish coffee. Like, it was unreal. Huh. Unreal. Yeah. I'll have to try it. Uh, I, I don't know how much caffeine is in it. So <laughs> I'll try it in a few months. <laughs> yeah, I would say give it a couple of months before you yeah. try that. I'll I'll try it in like five more months. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I interrupted again with the with the introduction of what we're actually doing the next couple of weeks. <laughs> so we thought because everyone really enjoyed our um, women in strength series and everyone seemed to enjoy our uh, mental health series, we're kind of going to do something along both of those lines um and highlight faces of strength so we're gonna bring on a guest every week that has gone through some sort of life experience um that has been an obstacle for them um and how strength training um specifically has helped them break through that and um continue to bounce back from whatever um situation or circumstances they had to face yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh I think it's a great great series. I think it's uh, an opportunity to really dive into you know, people's lives on more than just a surface level, right? Like you yeah. know, it's the it's the whole adage of like social media is a liar, which it is to a certain extent, you know, like you know, it, you always see these fail videos and like bar stool of like, you know, exposing influencers of like you know, what they're actually doing, you know, and lying about like some products and things like that. And it really just shows you that whatever they're portraying isn't reality necessarily, yeah. you know, and, and Instagram is, it's ironic that Instagram just made this, but Instagram is, is just a highlight reel, right? Like it just shows you the good and that's pretty much about it. And then, you know, people after needing the affirmation of they're doing okay. So yep. it's more about a seek for help and more of a, Oh, look at how great everything is going. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think people are doing better on social media because I think there's been more awareness being brought to it that it's okay to not have this perfect presentation or this perfect aesthetic all the time. Um, you know, there's a lot more like mental health accounts that have popped up and I've seen quite a few influencers um, be more vulnerable. Again, like how, how much of it is following like a quote unquote trend um, of people being vulnerable, but um, it's good to see that the general public is becoming more okay with being honest on the internet. Yeah, I think a really huge uh, take from that, especially on the male side, was uh, was Dak Prescott, you know, uh, admitting uh, how bad he struggled. Um, yeah. 
you know, with, with his brother's loss. And I think that's a really empowering thing and watching, I've shared a couple videos of like athletes going over to, to Dak and like explaining how, uh, how awesome that was. You know, I think it was Hayden Hurst, who is the tight end from Atlanta um, came over to Dak Prescott after the game and said, Hey, you know, like, I think uh, one of his family members uh, passed away from, from, from suicide and they started a foundation in her name and wanted to collab with Dak right after the game. They talked about it and, you know, Dak was like, yeah, that sounds like a really good thing. Like let's, let's catch up. Like it's just exposing that sort of Avenue that I don't think people really um, understand, you know, like even though they're professional athletes or influencers or everything else, like people have to go through shit too. Like not everything is just an easy, smooth fucking road because if it was like the old adage is everyone would do it. Absolutely. And I think um, with powerlifting, especially, you know, most of the time you're seeing people who just present themselves as strong humans who like being in the gym and there's a lot of times more to it than that for for those people that are in the gym right like we've touched on this before but the gym is a coping mechanism for a lot of people and it's a way to work through their their demons and work through the situations around them so um, I think this will be a cool way to spotlight that a little bit and show that not all meatheads are alike, you know? No, 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 no. There, there's, there's the classic meathead, and then there's the sensitive meatheads. <laughs> Many faces. And, and then there's the logical meatheads. Yeah. <laughs> there, but, there's three different types of meatheads. Yeah, and it might not just be powerlifters either, you know? There's um, a person that I want to hopefully get on here, a really good friend of mine who I think can speak to her recently discovering strength training. So not necessarily competing at a powerlifting level, but how just getting exposed to that world of um, using weights has, has really helped her. So um, we sh should have a pretty wide variety of um, people for this. Yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited for, for the new direction that everything is going in, you know, I think, um, I think it's great. You know, uh, for me, I actually just got rid of Facebook on purpose. I, I can't okay. deal with, um, can't deal with the bullshit anymore. And it's something for me that like, you know, I've, I wanted to during quarantine and then I went through like a binge of like getting rid of, I think it was close to like 3,500 people off my Facebook feed and like, it still wasn't enough. And then I watched that uh, Social Dilemma on no. Netflix. Did you watch that? I haven't, no. It, it confirmed everything that I already felt. And I was like, mm, I need to pick one or the other for me. Like mentally. Like yeah. mentally I needed to pick one or the other to use for business. And Instagram is clearly more popular for me uh, yeah. on the business side of things. Facebook is not popular at all especially in the field that i'm in like it's just not not the demographic that we're looking at not necessarily the clientele not necessarily like uh, the interest isn't necessarily there on facebook yeah um and you know it just as soon as i did it i i was like yeah this feels really good just like it feels really yeah it just feels really good like not 
thinking I need this thing anymore and not thinking that like, you know, I understand people maybe use it for, for a positive, but for me, it just, it just caused more headaches. You know what I mean? And I think, uh, you know, having, like we're talking about social media and powerlifting and mental health. Like I think this for me was a good step in the mental health part of it. Like downsizing the amount of exposure that you have to all of this bullshit that's out there and all of this, you know, uh, chaos that you see on the internet. Um, I just didn't need it anymore, you know? And I think that um, there's some people I know that we have lined up that use this as a, outlet right like this is their outlet for something like this like this is the way that they can communicate with people or it's a way that they stay accountable themselves right it's like a a a timeless check-in right like i need people to know what i'm doing because it's for me it's like healthy in in that sense um which i don't think there's anything wrong uh with using it as a positive spin um for development in that way yeah absolutely so i think I am excited about this series. I think that um, our listeners will also enjoy it. Um, I do want to, and we'll probably do this before every episode, depending on the topics that we go over, but um, I definitely want to throw in a trigger warning for anyone who may be affected by the topics that we talk about, whether it be um, chronic illnesses, um, abusive relationships, um, suicide, anything along those lines. Um, just, you know, and we'll throw it in there so that it doesn't just like sneak up on you every episode, but, um, you know, listen to it as you choose, you know, use it for whatever benefit you may have personally. Um, because I know for us, it's just great to hear people share their stories and then on the flip side of that, I think it's good for people to share their stories um, as well, just to talk about it. Absolutely. And, and I think that's a good way of bringing it up. I think, um, you know, and, and I think a lot of times for people, it could also bring up an emotional response that maybe they didn't think that they needed or had uh, due to the topic, you know, not necessarily triggering the, the thoughts that they had. Maybe that's something that, you know, relates to their life, but also an event that, you know, brings back like a very emotional response, um, in a bad or good way, you know, like something that can, uh, help them thrive or at the end of the day, like, you know, something that can uh, unfortunately take a bad turn. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We'll have our first guest next week. Um, so I'm sure you will all be excited to hear what they have to say. And hopefully we have another Bills win. That would be really nice. That would be really <laughs> nice to have an, yet another Bills Monday. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I know on Jordan's other fantasy football team, there's going to be some some players involved on both sides. So we'll. Oh, boy. we'll see how that goes oh boy yeah (laughs) it's hard fantasy football is one of those things that is just like you draft players because you think they're good and then you play your team and then you're like yeah this moral decision of like do i actually play these guys like i don't want to root for them against my team right it's tough it's tough and then you're in like two or three leagues and you're playing multiple players overall it's just not fun 
Well, it's funny because he Jordan's got like football squares for work, and yeah. he came pretty close to winning like two hundred bucks um, in this game because I think the Bills number was eight, and then the Rams number had to end in one. So we were like doing the math in our head, and we're like, "This could actually happen," and it didn't. But it's the same thing. <laughs> Obviously, you want the Bills to win, but you also want them to win in the best scenario for you as well yeah absolutely like I want to win all of my fantasy games but I also don't want to be at risk of like the Bills losing (laughs) like that is not okay (laughs) Bills is more important than fantasy like I'd rather have a Bills Super Bowl than winning all three of my fantasy leagues yeah I would agree with that but yeah all right time to sign off for an introduction Tuesday and then we will be back for a full-length episode next week of uh, our actual guest series. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Looking forward to it. So any words of wisdom for the, everyone before you leave? It's just another day in paradise. <laughs> Maybe we won't start adding that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Yeah.